0: Good morning everyone and welcome to our Course in Miracles Daily Reading Conference call. We read from the text of a Course in Miracles original edition published by our dear friends at the Course in Miracles Society. You can access an online copy of the original edition by going to JCIM.net, where if you mouse the lo- link at top for online edition, you'll see the link to read A Course in Miracles OE. On that same website, there's an option to subscribe called Lesson Sign Up to receive both the daily lesson and the text of the day sent to you from the Course in Miracles Society. My name is Lori Cameron. This calls Monday through Friday from about 9.15 to about 11 a.m. Eastern. And today we are continuing our reading of Chapter 5, Healing and Wholeness, with Section 5, The Guide to Salvation. We're also mindful of our review lesson today, review lesson 54, where we are reviewing five ideas. Those mean I have no neutral thoughts, I see no neutral things, I'm not alone in experiencing the effects of my seeing, I'm not alone in experiencing the effects of my thoughts, and I am determined to see At the top of the hour, uh, we'll pause and take a reflection on that lesson, which uh, Fran will lead us in this morning. Let's see. And by way of opening this morning, I found this poem that I thought represented a beautiful open mind to the teaching of the Holy Spirit. It's by Fred Lamott, and it goes like this. Breathe out everything you are against. Surrender the argument for just an instant. Be nothing in the gentle palm of desolation between breaths. Inhalation, exhalation. Wings of unknowing that brush up your spine. Ring each vertebrae with a bell full of night. If your heart is broken, it must have opened during the darkest hour before dawn. And what opens is a door. A capital friend must have touched you there while you were sleeping. Enter the wound, this healing pain, this flower surge of yearning in your sternum. There is no other way to the darkness that illuminates the sun but wonder free from thought. It takes only a moment to turn each cell in your body to a chalice of golden fire.
1: Mm. amen
0: I really like that thank you me too thank you thanks guys I was really happy to find that okay here's our reading list this morning we have Fran Jessica and Karen we're joined in listening this morning by Charles Harrison and Judy and who else has joined us? Would like to say good morning be on the reading list.
1: Hey. I can be on the reading My list. Hi, Rob
0: Marie.
1: Hey. Alrighty. Thanks. It's snow here. <laughs> it's snow over right.
0: here. <laughs> no kidding. Clear out in California. Wow. <laughs> who else? Good morning. It's Donna and I can read. Thanks, Donna. Anyone else here to announce? Okay, one second. Okay, so we'll get started then in Chapter 5, Healing and Wholeness, with Section 5, The Guide to Salvation. The way to learn to know your brother. Is by perceiving the Holy Spirit in him we've already said that the Holy Spirit is the bridge or thought transfer of perception to knowledge so we can use the terms as if they were related because in his mind they are the relationship must be in his mind because unless it were the separation would the separation between the two ways of thinking would not be open to healing he is Part of the holy trinity because his mind is partly yours and also partly god's this needs clarification not in statement since we have said it before but in experience uh fran five the guide to salvation 32 the way to learn to know your brother <coughs> excuse me is by perceiving the holy spirit him We have already said that the Holy Spirit is the bridge or thought transfer of perception to knowledge, so we can use the terms as if they were related, because in his mind they are. The relationship must be in his mind, because unless it were, the separation between the two ways of thinking would not be open to healing. He is part of the Holy Trinity, because his mind is partly yours, and also partly God's. This needs clarification, not in statement, since we have said it before, but in experience. 33. The Holy Spirit is the idea of healing. Being thought, the idea gains as it is shared. Being the call for God, it is also the idea of God. Since you are part of God, it is also the idea of yourself as well as of all the parts of God. The idea of the Holy Spirit shares the property of other ideas because it follows the laws of the universe of which it is a part. Therefore, it is strengthened by being given away. It increases in you as you give it to your brothers. Since thoughts do not have to be conscious to exist, your brother does not have to be aware of the Holy Spirit either in himself or in you for this miracle to occur. Thank you, Fran, and Jessica. Thank
1: you. Okay. 33. The Holy Spirit is the idea of healing. Being thought, the idea gains as it is shared. Being the call for God, it is also the idea of God. Since you are part of God, It is also the idea of yourself as well as of all the parts of God. The idea of the Holy Spirit shares the property of other ideas because it follows the laws of the universe of which it is a part. Therefore, it is strengthened by being given away. It increases in you as you give it to your brothers. Since thoughts do not have to be conscious to exist, your brother does not have to be aware of the Holy Spirit either in himself or in you for this miracle to occur. 34. Your brother may have dissociated the call for God, just as you have. The dissociation is healed in both of you as you become aware of the call for God in him, and thus acknowledge its being. There are two ways of seeing your brother which are diametrically opposed to each other. They must both be in your mind because you are the perceiver. They must also be in his because you are perceiving him. See him through the Holy Spirit in his mind and you will recognize him in yours. What you acknowledge in your brother, you are acknowledging in yourself. And what you share, you strengthen.
0: Thank you, Jessica. And
2: Karen. 34. Your brother may have dissociated the call for God, just as you have. The dissociation is healed in both of you, as you become aware of the call for God in Him, and thus acknowledge its being. There are two ways of seeing your brother, which are diametrically opposed to each other. They must both be in your mind, because you are the perceiver. They must also be in his because you are perceiving him. See him through the Holy Spirit in his mind and you will recognize him in yours. What you acknowledge in your brother, you are acknowledging in yourself and what you share, you strengthen. 35, the voice of the Holy Spirit is weak in you. That is why you must share it. It must be increased in strength before you can hear it. It is impossible to hear it in yourself while it is so weak in your own mind. It is not weak in itself, but it is limited by your unwillingness to hear it. Will itself is an idea and is therefore strengthened by being shared. If you make the mistake of looking for the Holy Spirit in yourself alone, your meditations will frighten you. Because by adopting the ego's viewpoint, you are undertaking an ego alien journey with the ego as guide. This is bound to produce fear. Thank you, Karen,
0: and Robin Marie. 35.
1: The voice of the Holy Spirit is weak in you. That is why you must share it. It must be increased in strength before you can hear it. It is impossible to hear it in yourself while it is so weak in your own mind It is not weak in itself, but it is limited by your unwillingness to hear it. Will itself is an idea and is therefore strengthened by being shared. If you make the mistake of looking for the Holy Spirit in yourself alone, your meditations will frighten you because by adopting the ego's viewpoint, you are undertaking an ego alien journey with the ego as guide. This is bound to produce fear. 36. Delay is of the ego because time is its concept. Delay is obviously a time idea. Both time and delay are meaningless in eternity. We have said before that the Holy Spirit is God's answer to the ego. Everything of which the Holy Spirit reminds you, is in direct opposition to the ego's notions because true and false perceptions are themselves opposed. The Holy Spirit has the task of undoing what the ego has made and does it in the same realm of discourse in which the ego itself operates, or the mind would be unable to understand the change.
0: Thank you, Robin Marie. And Donna.
3: 36. Delay is of the ego because time is its concept. Delay is obviously a time idea. Both time and delay are meaningless in eternity. We have said before that the Holy Spirit is God's answer to the ego. Everything of which the Holy Spirit reminds you is in direct opposition to the ego's notions because true and false perceptions are themselves opposed. The Holy Spirit has the task of undoing what the ego has made. He undoes it in the same realm of discourse in which the ego itself operates or the mind would be unable to understand the change. 37. We have repeatedly emphasized that one level of the mind is not understandable to the other, to another. So it is with the ego and the soul, with time and eternity. Eternity is an idea of God. So the soul understands it perfectly. Time is a belief of the ego. So the lower mind, which is the ego's domain, accepts it without question. The only aspect of time, which is really eternal, is now. That is what we really mean when we say, quote, Now is the only time, end quote. The literal nature of this statement does not mean anything to the ego, which interprets it at best to mean, quote, don't worry about the future, end quote. That is not what it really means at all.
0: Thank you, Donna. And do we have a new reader for paragraphs 37 and 38? Paragraph 37 and 38 in chapter five. 37 and 38. Well, um uh, Yes. Uh, go ahead, Judy, and then Steve. Okay, was thank that you. Who was Thanks, mm-hmm. Steve. 37. We have repeatedly emphasized that one level of the mind is not understandable to another. So it is with the ego and the soul, with time and eternity. Eternity is an idea of God, so the soul understands it perfectly. Time is merely a belief of the ego. So the lower mind, which is the ego's domain, accepts it without question. The only aspect of time, which is really eternal, is now. The only aspect of time, which is really eternal, is now. That is what we really mean when we say that now is the only time the literal nature of this statement does not mean anything to the ego which interprets it at best to mean don't worry about the future that is not what it really means at all the holy spirit <coughs> excuse me it, the holy spirit is the mediator between the interpretations of the ego and the knowledge of the soul. His ability to deal with symbols enables him to work against the ego's beliefs in its own language. His equal ability to look beyond symbols into eternity also enables him to understand the laws of God for which he speaks. He can thus perform the function of reinterpreting what the ego makes, not by destruction, but by understanding. Understanding is light. Understanding is light, and light leads to knowledge. The Holy Spirit is in light because he is in you who are light. But you yourselves do not know this. It is therefore the task of the Holy Spirit to reinterpret you on behalf of God thank you
4: the Holy thank Spirit you, is oh, Steve. Go ahead. the Holy Spirit is the mediator between the interpretations of the ego and the knowledge of the soul her ability to deal with symbols enables her to work against the ego's beliefs in its own language His equal ability to look beyond symbols into eternity also enables him to understand the laws of God for which he speaks. He can thus perform the function of reinterpreting what the ego makes, not by the destruction but by understanding. Understanding is light and light leads to knowledge. The Holy Spirit is in light because she is in you and who are light. But you yourselves do not know this. It is therefore the task of the Holy Spirit to reinterpret you on behalf of God. 39. You cannot understand yourselves alone. This is because you have no meaning apart from your rightful place in the sonship and the rightful place of the Sonship in God. This is your life, your eternity, and yourself. It is of this that the Holy Spirit reminds you. It is this that the Holy Spirit sees. This vision invariably frightens the ego because it is so calm. Peace is the ego's greatest enemy because according to its interpretation of reality, war is the guarantee of its survival. The ego becomes strong in strife. You believe there is strife, you will react viciously because the idea of danger has entered your mind. The idea itself is an appeal to the ego. Thank you, Steve.
0: And would there be another new reader for 39 and 40?
2: This is Sandra. I can read. Thank you, Sandra. You cannot understand yourselves alone. This is because you have no meaning apart from
0: your rightful place in the sonship and the rightful place of the sonship in God. This is your life, your eternity, and yourself. It is of this that the Holy Spirit reminds you. It is of this, It is this that the Holy Spirit sees. This
2: vision invariably frightens the ego because it is so calm. Peace is the ego's greatest enemy because according to
0: its interpretation of reality, War is the guarantee of its survival. The ego becomes strong in strife. If you believe there is strife, you will react viciously because
1: the idea of danger has entered your mind. The idea itself is an appeal to the ego. 40. The Holy Spirit is as vigilant as the ego
0: to the call of danger opposing it with his strength, just as the ego welcomes it with all its might. The Holy Spirit counters this welcome by welcoming peace. Peace and eternity are as closely related as our time and war. Perception as well as knowledge derives
2: meaning from relationships. Those which
0: you accept are the foundation of your beliefs. The separation is merely another term for a split mind. It was not an act, but a thought. Therefore, the idea of separation can be given away, just as the idea of unity can.
1: Either way, the idea will be strengthened in the mind
0: of the giver. Thank you, Sandra. And is there another new reader for 40 and 41? 40 and
5: 41? Thanks, Harrison. I do it. Excuse me. For the Holy Spirit is as vigilant as the ego to the call of danger, opposing it with his strength, just as the ego welcomes it with all its might. The Holy Spirit counters this welcome by welcoming peace. Peace and eternity are as closely related as art, time, and war. Perception, as well as knowledge, derives meaning from relationships. Those which you accept are the foundation of your beliefs. The separation is merely another term for a split mind. It was not an act, but a thought. Therefore, the idea of separation can be given away, just as the idea of unity can. Either way, the idea will be strengthened in the mind of the giver. 41, the ego is the symbol of separation, just as the Holy Spirit is the symbol of peace. What you perceive in others, you are strengthening in yourself. You let your mind misperceive but the Holy Spirit lets your mind reinterpret its own misperceptions. <clears throat> the Holy Spirit is the perfect teacher. He uses only what your minds already understand to teach you that you do not understand it. The Holy Spirit can deal with an unwilling learner without going counter to his will, because part of his will is, is still for God. Despite the ego's attempt to conceal this part, it is still much stronger than the ego. Even though the ego does not recognize it. The Holy Spirit recognizes it perfectly because it is his own dwelling place or the place in the mind where he is at home.
0: Thank you Harrison. And would there be another new reader for 41 and 42? You, friend. 41. The ego is the symbol of separation, just as the Holy Spirit is the symbol of peace. What you perceive in others, you are strengthening in yourself. You let your mind misperceive, but the Holy Spirit lets your mind reinterpret its own misperceptions. The Holy Spirit is the perfect teacher, He uses only what your minds already understand. To teach you that you do not understand it the holy spirit can deal with an unwilling learner without going counter to his will because part of his will is still with god despite the ego's attempt to conceal this part it is still much stronger than the ego even though the ego does not recognize it the holy spirit recognizes it perfectly because it is his own dwelling place or the place in the mind where he is at home. 42, you are at home there too, because it is a place of peace and peace is of God. You who are part of God are not at home, except in his peace. If peace is eternal, you are at home only in eternity. The ego made the world as it perceives it, but the Holy Spirit, the reinterpreter of what the ego made, sees it only as a teaching device for bringing you home. The Holy Spirit must perceive time and reinterpret it into the timeless. The mind must be led into eternity through time because having made time, it is capable of perceiving its opposite. Thank you Fran and Jessica. Okay. 42.
1: You are at home there too. Wait, let me read the sentence before. The Holy Spirit recognizes it perfectly because it is his own dwelling place or the place in the mind where he is at home. You are at home there too because it is a place of peace and peace is of God. You who are part of God are not at home except in in his peace. If peace is eternal, you are at home only in eternity. The ego made the world as it perceives it, but the Holy Spirit, the reinterpreter of what the ego made, sees it only as a teaching device for bringing you home. The Holy Spirit must perceive time and reinterpret it into the timeless. The mind must be led into eternity through time because, having made time, it is capable of perceiving its opposite. 43. The Holy Spirit must work through opposites because he must work with and for a mind that is in opposition. Correct and learn and we Wait, correct and learn and be open to learning. You have not made truth, but truth can still set you free. Look as the Holy Spirit looks and understand as he understands. His understanding looks back to God in remembrance of me. He is in Holy Communion always, and he is part of you. He is your guide to salvation because he holds the remembrance of things past and to come. He holds this gladness gently in your mind, asking only that you increase it in his name by sharing it to increase his joy in you.
0: Oh, boy. Thank you, Jessica. And Karen if you'd like to finish today with 43, please.
2: 43. The Holy Spirit must work through opposites because he must work with and for a mind that is in opposition. Correct and learn and be open to learning. You have not made truth, but truth can still set you free. Look at the Holy Spirit excuse me, look as the Holy Spirit looks and understand as he understands. His understanding looks back to God in remembrance of me. He is in Holy Communion always and he is part of you. He is your guide to salvation because he holds the remembrance of things past and to come. He holds this gladness Gently in your minds, asking only that you increase in it, in his name, by sharing it, to increase his joy in you. Amen.
0: Thank you, Karen, and thank you, everyone who read this morning, this beautiful guide to salvation. From that first paragraph the way to learn to know your brother is by perceiving the Holy Spirit in him the Holy Spirit is part of the Trinity because his mind is partly yours and also partly God's this needs clarification not in statement since we've said it before but in experience 33 the Holy Spirit is the idea of healing being thought the idea gains as it is shared being the call for God is also the idea of God since you are part of God it is also the idea of yourself as well as of all the parts of God therefore it is strengthened by being given away it increases in you as you give it to your brothers In paragraph 34 just as you have your brother may have dissociated the call for God and it is healed in both of you as you become aware of the call for God in him and thus acknowledge his being see him through the Holy Spirit in his mind and you will recognize him in yours what you acknowledge in your brother you are acknowledging in yourself and what you share you strengthen and 35 the voice of the Holy Spirit is weak in you that is why you must share it it must be increased in strength before you can hear it it is impossible to hear it in yourself while it is so weak in your own mind it is not weak in itself but it is limited by your unwillingness to hear it the Holy if you Make the mistake of looking for the Holy Spirit in yourself alone. Your meditations will frighten you because by adopting the ego's viewpoint, you are undertaking an ego-alien journey with the ego as guide. This is bound to produce fear. In 36, we have said before that the Holy Spirit is God's answer to the ego and has the task of undoing what the ego has made. In 37 time is the belief of the ego so the lower mind which is the ego's domain accepts it without question the only aspect of time which is really eternal is now 38 the Holy Spirit is the mediator between the interpretations of the ego and the knowledge of the soul E performs his functions by reinterpreting what the ego makes, not by destruction, but by understanding. Understanding is light, and light leads to knowledge. The Holy Spirit is in light, because He is in you who are light, but you yourselves do not know this. It is therefore the task of the Holy Spirit to reinterpret you on behalf of God. In 39, you cannot understand yourselves alone. This is because you have no meeting apart from your rightful place in the Sonship, and the rightful place of the Sonship is God. This is your life, your eternity, and yourself. It is of this that the Holy Spirit reminds you. It is this that the Holy Spirit sees in 40 the Holy Spirit is as vigilant as the ego to the call of danger opposing it with all his strength just as the ego welcomes it with all its might the separation is merely another term for a split mind it was not an act but a thought therefore the idea of separation can be given away just as the idea of unity can either way the idea will be strengthened in the mind of the giver in 41 what you perceive in others you are strengthening in yourself you let your mind misperceive but the holy spirit lets your mind reinterpret its own misperceptions the holy spirit is the perfect teacher he uses only what is in your minds already what your minds already understand to teach you that you do not understand it The holy spirit can deal with an unwilling learner without going counter to his will because part of his will is still for god and despite the ego's attempts to conceal this part it is still much stronger than the ego even though the ego does not recognize it the holy spirit recognizes it perfectly because it is his own dwelling place or the place in the mind where he is at home 42 you who are part of God are not at home except in his peace you are at home only in eternity the Holy Spirit the reinterpreter of what the ego made sees it only as a teaching device for bringing you home finally the Holy Spirit must work through opposites because he must work with a mind and for a mind that is in opposition correct and learn and be open to learning you have not made truth but truth can still set you free look as the Holy Spirit looks and understand as he understands his understanding looks back to God in remembrance of me he is in holy communion always and he is part of you he is your guide to salvation because he holds the remembrance of things past and to come He holds this gladness gently in your minds, asking only that you increase it in his name by sharing it to increase his joy in you. Amen, and gee whiz, we wound up just perfectly at the top of the hour, and so Fran, lead us in our reflection this morning of the power of our thoughts, please, and thank you thank you thanks that was great thank you hi everybody first part of the workbook and first review Um, I'm going to read from the one paragraph from the introduction paragraph 5 the purpose of your learning is to enable you to bring the quiet with you and to heal distress and turmoil This is not done by avoiding them and seeking a haven of isolation for yourself. You will yet learn that peace is part of you and requires only that you be there to embrace any situation in which you are. And finally, you will learn that there is no limit to where you are, so that your peace is everywhere as you are. We'll go to the lessons. I'm going to read the main line and then maybe one or two comments. Lesson 54. I have no neutral thoughts. Neutral thoughts are impossible because all thoughts have power. They will either make a false world or lead me to the real one. But thoughts cannot be without effect. I see no neutral things. What I see witnesses to what I think. If I did not think, I would not exist, because life is thought. I know that my state of mind can change, and so I also know the world I see can change as well. I am not alone in experiencing the effects of my teaching. If I have no private thoughts, I cannot see a private world. I am not alone in experiencing the effects of my thoughts. I am alone in nothing. Everything I think or say or do touches all the universe. A son of God cannot think or speak or act in vain. I am determined to see. Recognizing the shared nature of my thoughts, I am determined to see. I would look upon the real world and let it teach me that my will and the will of God are one. We'll take a moment and reflect on this. I have no neutral thoughts. I see no neutral things. I'm not alone in experiencing the effects of my seeing. I am not alone in experiencing the effects of my thoughts. I am determined to see. We'll take a moment. The purpose of your learning is to enable you to bring the quiet with you and to heal distress and turmoil. Amen. Oh, Amen. Oh, that was so oh, restful. Thank you.
5: Thank you, Trayden. Thank you, guys.
0: Well done.
4: Thank you, Fran. Thanks, Fran.
0: This is Sandra, and I I love the the last part of the lesson, which is I am determined to see. Um, It's telling me first that I... That, you know, I don't see things alone, and I have no neutral thoughts. And that's because I was programmed to think of things as being separate, not connected. And the way that I did that was to start to judge everything. And I started judging because I was frightened. The thought, even the thought that I was not connected to my Creator was very frightening to me, so... <clears throat> then I had to start to judge and control and and um, to try to <clears throat> alleviate some of that fear, but it doesn't work. <clears throat> the only thing that will alleviate that fear is to turn my judgments over to the Holy Spirit, which is my willingness to be determined to see because I'm willing to say, I, I really don't know what anything is for, so I'm going to turn over this judgment to my Holy Spirit and let my Holy Spirit neutralize it because that's what the Holy Spirit does for me. So I can train myself, train the mind, this mind, to be neutral by turning everything over to the Holy Spirit and doing that with sincerity, knowing that the Holy Spirit will neutralize this, will take the judgment out of it and and show me that I, you know, that I'm, I'm one with all of creation and one with the Creator. I'm complete.
5: Thank you,
6: Tom. Thank you, Sandra. Thank you.
5: Thank you, Sandra. This is Harrison. These lessons are awesome the very, uh, I could talk about every one of them, but the one that is always hit home for me is uh, lesson 20. I am determined to see. And I recognize that it, 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 it it's not helpful to me if I just say that without really meaning it. Really saying to myself, Thurston, are you determined to see? Do you really want to see because if you really want to see as the Holy Spirit will guide you then it changes everything I will recognize that my thoughts are shared that I'm seeing not just for myself. I'm seeing for all of God's creation. That's how significant my seeing and your seeing is. When we see with the eyes of Christ, When we see with the Holy Spirit, we're seeing for the world. It's the best gift we can give to the world is to see. And obviously, he's not talking about physical seeing or seeing with my eyes. Because he starts off this first paragraph by saying, recognizing the shared nature of my thoughts. And at some point he says, even the thought of separation had to be shared in order to have effect. So all thoughts are shared because there's only one mind recognizing the shared nature of my thoughts, understanding that what I think you share, I am determined to see. And with that determination, I will look upon the witnesses to show me that the thinking of the world has been changed. I don't know anyone who doesn't want to change the world, you see. (laughs) You know, we all want to make it better. We want to make it beautiful. And what the Course is telling me is that we can see that world, that world exists. We just won't see it through the ego's eyes, which is what our physical eyes are showing us. I would look upon the witnesses that show me the thinking of the world has been changed. And those are the witnesses we send out we send out either messages of love or messengers of fear. And what we send out, we see outside of us. And they become the witnesses that show us what we have chosen. If I'm angry, if I'm upset, That tells me I have sent out messages of guilt, fear, hatred, and of course separation. And it's these external witnesses we make real in our perception. That's what upsets us. That's what makes us sick. That's what makes us attack others because we're seeing them outside rather than in ourselves. We're seeing them as an other. I would behold the proof that what has been done through me has enabled Love to replace fear, laughter to replace tears, and abundance to replace loss. I would look upon the real world and let it teach me that my will and the will of God are one. That's it brothers and sisters, that's it end of the story if we want it to be if we we will know this we will know which choice we made by paying careful attention to what we perceive around us We can't be reminded too often that perception is not an objective fact. Perception is always an interpretation. So when we think something is happening, we either interpret it through the eyes of Christ The eyes of love, or through the eyes of the ego, the eyes of fear. We're always making that choice. But if I say, I am determined to see, and I add with the eyes of Christ, and decide that there's no other way of seeing, I have no option but to see through the eyes of Christ. I will see through the eyes of Christ. I'm complete.
0: No, that was just wonderful. Wonderful summary. Thank you, Harrison. Oh, thank, thank you, Harrison. Harrison. Really great
1: Thanks, meeting. Harrison.
0: Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Great
6: clarity, thank you, Harrison. This is Charles here. I just let you go over the reading today, where it says that uh, my mind is part of God, and my brother's mind also is part of God, and how the Holy Spirit can show us that part of our brother if we ask to see it in our brother and sisters. And it reminds me of our devotions and service to each other as we go out in our daily lives to ask to see or for the Holy Spirit to show us and be vigilant for the voice of God in our brothers and sisters. I generally, genuinely have preset ideas in my mind about my day and who I shall meet, so it's not that much of a habit for me to keep asking to see and asking the Holy Spirit to show me, so I thank you for this reminder today to help me remind myself that I I need to realize that um, I need to see my brothers in the light of God's. Uh, light that shines in them and through them. Yeah, I'm not aware of it, and sometimes they're not aware of it, but if one of us becomes aware of it, then together uh, I feel we get both lifted up because of it. So that's why I'm here. That's why I join with you guys in the morning, just to remind me of the importance of devotion and service to all those I meet during the day. Thank you.
0: Oh that was just wonderful. Beautiful. Thank you, Charles.
4: Thank, you, Charles. Thank you, Charles.
1: Thank you, Charles. Thank you, Charles. Love to hear everybody's voices. Thank you.
0: Ooh wee. Hi, it's Jude, coming from my foundation in peace. (laughs) Oh, peace and understanding go together. Faith in in, uh, my teacher, my Christ consciousness, which is really just a concept that I have to practice in the eternal now. I have to be aware of the Christ, acknowledge the Christ is me is myself and through his eyes I see everything as himself one creation one son one love calling to love for love to be like itself in the totality of its own awareness prior to thinking all thought is one thought at a time and it's incapable incapable of knowing Perception, which is built up by thought. Um, Judgments based on experience in a body from the past, learning of the world, teaching of the world. You know, letting go, totally letting go of everything I think I know, I've learned, I've been taught about who and what I think I am. Who and what I think I am is something to be undone. And the, the, the corrector, the mediator between... All my mistaken errors and thought and thinking, I know who and what I am as a being in a body is is something to be completely undone, because I am not a body. I am a spirit, purely, innocently, perfectly
6: created,
0: eternal, infallible, untouchable, unhurtable, in the mind of God. That's what God says is the truth about it. You can't touch this. You can't hurt this. It's forever at peace and its knowing who and what it is, who, what, and where. It's in everything as everything, everywhere, all the time. Doing the exercises this morning, I was, had a, a recollection from when I was in the second grade, and and um, <laughs> being really quiet in church alone, um... <laughs> I used to help the nuns clear the flowers off the altar and the, um, change the flower arrangements and stuff and um, just looking around and really feeling the presence of God, the holy presence of God, and feeling really holy, And but at the same time feeling sort of heebie-jeebie um, about um, knowing God so intimately that He knew what I was thinking and feeling, in every every single movement I was making, and um, how I was so encompassed encompassed in His love, and it was it was a heebie-jeebie kind of experience. <laughs> and I I feel that way now. It's like so intimate. God's closer to me than I am to myself, and He knows me better than I know myself. And I think I'll let Him to. Tell me who and what and where I am today. Thank you. I'm complete.
6: Thank you, Judy. Much love to you, dear. Yeah.
0: Thank you, Judy. I think all letters. Thanks, Judy.
5: Thanks, Judy. Thanks, Judy. Thank you.
1: I was just looking at uh, forty as you were talking of And that was, the Holy Spirit is as vigilant as the ego to the call of danger, opposing it with his strength, just as the ego welcomes it with all its might. The Holy Spirit counters this welcome by welcoming peace. I thought, wow, that is just such an amazing thing to be in like a
2: crowd of people.
1: Like I'm, I'm kind of shy when I'm around a lot of people and I and quite know what to say, and I feel uncomfortable in my body. But if I can really focus on the peace of the Holy Spirit, that's uh, countering whatever fear thoughts or insecurities I might have, um, that would be so powerful and I wouldn't have to feel like I had to protect myself in any way or defend myself aggressively in some odd thought way, but just call on the Holy Spirit immediately to put his peace there, and that would radiate out onto other people. That's just my thought. Thank you so much.
6: Thank you. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you, Robin Marie. It does radiate. And it radiates from you, Robin Marie. Thank you.
1: think of uh, how my sister and I used to bother each other when we were little, and I would be asking her questions. She's older, and she would get tired of that, so she'd start humming, and that was her protective shield against uh, me, and I'm thinking about how I am uh, and how I'm trying to change that from, uh, you know, being protective of myself to realizing that the Holy Spirit, the peace, can protect me by just radiating and how to do that, to ask the Holy Spirit to um, you know be more pronounced in my awareness, and through my heart, do that. So that's you know a vib- a vibrational field that's very powerful if one can um, be a conduit to that. And that's, you know, I'd like to try, I I will practice that today at preschool to see if I can, you know, affect the children in the room that are grabbing each other's toys and, you know, sometimes hitting each other to see if I can do that in a different way other than correcting verbally. It'll be a challenge. <laughs> Thanks.
6: Thank you, dear one.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Robin Marie.
6: This is Harrison.
5: Having little grandchildren and great-grandchildren, I can relate Uh The good news of course is as a grandparent you can always take them back to their parents. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I was as you were talking, um, I was uh, focusing on the um, first line in thirty two the way to learn to know your brother is by perceiving the Holy Spirit in him. That's an interesting little line for me because I often assume that I know my brother. That's it, you know, you, you even if it's a stranger, so-called stranger, I make certain assumptions based on their appearance and maybe on their language. Uh, but but it, it's all about uh, what my physical senses tell me the tone of their voice, are they angry with me, uh, are they dismissing me, but, but uh, it, 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 and the physical appearance, of course, and that's all sort of uh, informs me about who my brother is, and uh, that's false perception
1: mm-hmm.
5: I I don't know my brother by basing uh, my knowledge of my brother and sister of course on uh, my perceptions of both how I see them and, and how they see me, how they come across to me. And he tells me in this one little sentence here, the way I learned to know my brother is by perceiving the Holy Spirit in him. And what in the world does that mean? How do I Perceive the Holy Spirit in my brother.
6: Asking for a miracle.
5: There you go.
0: It's giving up believing the reality of the world, valuing everything, investing um, anything in the world is worthy of my valuing it, that I should value the kingdom of God. God's perfect reality, more than anything in the world. That is to give up perception. Perception is made a world and a separate self seeking outside of its separate separateness in an outside world. Seek and you'll never find. And, and this, the Course describes it so simply and clearly. And the beginning lessons go through this very, very clearly. That to think is to judge. It's inherently interpretive because every thought is a fragment and a part and partial bit, little itty-bitty tiny bit of reality, of the totality of reality. So perception never knows, can never know the soul or the truth of who I am. They are in opposition, in purpose, and in meaning. And the, the totality of my reality is only known by giving up everything that I think, that I've been taught in the world, everything from the past. And internally, always in, in holy instance, what is this what is, what is that I am right here right now? I can't be separate from my thoughts. I have a thought of love, or I have a whole bunch of thoughts, thinking, thinking, thinking. But love, just, love just, there's no choice. There's no decision. Love is but itself, and we are but love itself. That's the simplicity of it. And love doesn't judge. It doesn't change. It doesn't alter from person to person or to think to different circumstances. It's changeless, as we are, as God created us to be, mm-hmm. like Him in quality and substance. The substance of life. Ooh, crash and burn! I'm done.
1: Good day, guys and Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks,
5: Judy.
0: Thanks, Thanks Judy.
5: Judy. <laughs> Thanks, Joe.
6: Thank you, Harrison.
2: Good morning. It's Karen. Um, thank you for everyone that here. Robin Marie. That was beautiful. Before, um, so I I have been doing uh, the lessons all day long, and really going back to the reviews, and you know, looking for the sentence that jumps out to make it clearer to me. And yesterdays were pretty, you know, I've already memorized them pretty well. So um, I woke up in the middle of the night, 3 o'clock in the morning, and I felt like the Master, the Holy Spirit, was calling me to get up and meditate. It's always really, really cold in my house, and I hate getting up in the middle of the night because I'm so cold. So I said to Jesus, you know, let me let me lean on your strength, and then instantly, you know, I got up out of bed and I got dressed, and I sat. And the first thing I thought was my meaningless thoughts are showing me a meaningless world. And I've been I've been watching television, and there's this series that I'm watching, and it's completely meaningless, and it kind of bums me out because it's just it's just you know I'm alone, so it kind of substitutes for having so some humans in my life to talk to and stuff being around social the social it's you know it's innocuous it's benign it's not vulgar or violent or any of that it's just you know relationship dynamics and stuff like that but it's meaningless and I thought what a beautiful um metaphor for for the ego world you know it's just like it's a meaningless experience it's um you know, we wait and we wait for these tiny little moments of love or peace or glory. And other than that, you know, it's just waiting and it's meaningless. And and the Holy Spirit was showing me that through this program that I've been watching. And, and you know, my meaningless, I'm upset because I see a meaningless world. And it's true, you know, and I would rather fill my mind with more glorious, beatific things. And uh, a meaningless world engenders fear. And I was thinking, yeah, well, the whole ego foundation of everything is fear. And um, the chaos of the ego world is fearful. And there is no trust. And there's no safety. And there's no peace in it. And so I'm going through each lesson. I'm going along, you know. And um, God did not create a meaningless world. I'm sorry, you guys, because I'm a day behind. It's like... I've been doing the lessons all day long and they come to fruition after the day instead of getting it first thing in the morning and sharing on that. It's like a 24-hour delay for me. God did not create a meaningless world and I sat with that one all day yesterday thinking, okay, what is the real world? You know, God did not create this meaningless world. What is the real world? What is the real world, you know? And it's not a question of what I can re- recite from the course as the answer, but more experientially, what is the real world? And that was my prayer for the entire day. So then the next piece was um, okay. My thoughts, my thoughts. Anyway, I don't, I don't remember. It just blanked out. But the point was. So in the middle of the night, I get up and I'm doing meditation. I mean, I'm not meditating. I'm not trying. I'm not doing anything. But I'm sitting. And the reason I I got up was because I felt my heart. I felt my heart. And that called me to get up. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking about the lessons again. And I'm feeling my heart. And the Holy Spirit is descending upon me. And as that is happening... Um, the energy became more and more expansive. And I just kept thinking I'm opening to the peace of God and I'm opening to the love and I'm opening to the Holy Spirit and I am receiving. And I felt this going out and it felt like it was going out to people that would come to mind and there's no sense of um, self-consciousness in that place. There what Robin Marie sort of just said a few minutes ago, not the last year, but the one before that was, you know, that there is no feeling self-conscious. Like when I go out in public, I'm always, you know, will I look okay? I mean, if I were to go someplace where people knew me, I would probably go through a whole list of ego things. But in the space I was in last night, there was no body. There was no body. There was no self-consciousness. It was the power of the divine flowing through me. There is no ego, Karen, business going on. It was just peace descending and trust. You know, the ego mind doesn't have any trust. That's why the world is so meaningless. You know, it's full of chaos and insecurity, but in God, it's just peace and trust and expansiveness, and giving, and sharing, and sharing the divine um, blessings of the Holy Spirit, the blessings of the divine, and it went on like that for for a period of time, and I felt like I was dissolved in it, and I've been having, you know, I've been, I said it a few times that I've been sick for a couple of weeks now, and yesterday was another really, really bad day in terms of feeling nauseous and sick all But this time, it felt like the Holy Spirit and the Light is coming into this body. And I kept thinking, I'm not the body, but the body is the instrument to bring this peace through, to really uh, permeate where I am with the peace of God. It's 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 a means of really. Um, Manifesting it in wherever I am. And I think in the lesson it said that that in wherever you are is where your mind is. It's not where your body is. But it just feels more potent when it goes through the body too. And releases all of the emotional stuff and all of the falsehood of the ego mind and all of the past, you know. The preoccupation with the past and the feelings of the past, and um, I always had this thought, you know, if I get up in the middle of the night and I meditate, I won't be able to function there today, blah blah blah. But the Holy Spirit sat me down at exactly two fifty three and when I felt I was done and looked at the clock, it was exactly three fifty three <laughs> It was like one hour on the on the the moment as if to say don't worry I've got you I've got you and I fell right back to sleep and I can tell you from experience of a thousand billion times that I've resisted getting up oh no it's too cold oh no I won't be able to function tomorrow oh I nothing ever happened I mean my my ego mind has the whole list of excuses but the um the thing was, as soon as I went back to bed, I, I slept perfectly until it was time to get up. It was so beautiful. And that was the thing I had been praying for all day long yesterday. What is the real world? Experientially, what is it? You know, it's, it's past the point of like um, words and discussing it from reciting what the Course is telling me. Anyway, um, I shared on the other call that my daughter had a head on collision yesterday. And uh, good challenge, good curriculum for letting all my reactions to that come up. But um, I thought from today's lesson that sharing the mind of peace with her, sharing her holy mind with her through my mind was a good starting place for doing today's lesson. I'm complete. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for letting me share that. It was, it was really one of the, the dream Thank gift. you. Um.
6: Thank you, dear oh, one.
0: Well, I, I, just to, heard that.
6: Yeah. I just want to share what came up while you were sharing, if I may, that when our mind is busy and we try to sleep, we're very shallow in our sleep. But when our mind becomes very clear and that one hour of devotion and service to peace of God, the peace of mind, cleared you to have such a deep rest, such a deep and peaceful rest. The mind was quiet and the rest was deep and peace and sweet. And I just, I loved your your voice. was My heart was singing. Thank you for sharing your devotion, and desire to know. It's deeply felt and deeply appreciated. And much love to your young one.
0: So sweet. Thank, Thank you, Charlie. I just um, want to touch on what the text said about uh, perceiver and perceived and um, how thought works um, in, in the projection, the the thinker thinks and then he sees what he thinks and that's how perception works. Perception projects and then pursues it in order to, to be right or to be the author of reality as the perceiver sees it in his mind. And, um, you know, a lot of um, the Course says there's, there's no guilt in the world. There's no sin in the world. There's no evil in the world. It's the mind that believes it, that thinks it, and, and, and projects it, that puts it there. So here is the responsibility where the responsibility for my thinking and my seeing become vitally a part of my experiencing who and what i am because how i think who i think i am if i think i'm a body and i'm perceiving others as bodies if there's a split there's a split mind right there making anything or anyone other than myself is splitting my reality and that's so fundamental and then the judgment, you know, it, it, the Course says it doesn't matter whether we judge the, the experiences we have in the world, the appearances, what seems to be the perception of form is deception. Perception is deception. The ego has created a, real, a reality of its own. It's usurped the power of God and says this is real and you can't tell me it's not. I believe in disaster, I believe in sickness, I believe in suffering, I believe in pain and I believe in death. I believe I'm a body, but it's all in opposition to God's will and how God created me. So where where am I going to go? What am I going to do? How am I going to see? How am I going to think today? Am I going to join in the dream of judgment? Perceiving bodies, perceiving everything and everyone as other than something else, something not me? This is not me, and this is me. That's the separate self that needs to be undone. And it's so simple, it's so obvious because of the misery. The misery and the seeking, peace outside of itself. Because by the mere thinking, activity of that kind of thinking, by judging, I am disturbing my own peace. Peace that's inherent in the totality of of my experiencing myself as one with God. Without any opposition, there's no opposition in peace. I'm not opposed to anything outside. There's nothing outside of me. Everything is within me. So it's one way or the other, and there's no being on the fence about it. We have to pick one one way. There's only one way to get out of this world, to make this world into what it isn't, to be able to see the world as God created it. We made it. We're, we're going to undo it. And I truly don't believe that God created it and all the insanity and the hate and the hurt and the sickness and the suffering. I don't believe that my God could do that. I simply, I side with the sanity of my Lord, my creator, my source. And I'm going to hang on to that. The truth is true and nothing that is not true does not exist. Simply.
6: The end. Amen, Judy. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Judy. I love it. That's why they call it make believe we make it up. <laughs> love you, Judy. You're such a treasure.
0: Who is
5: Judy.
0: Imagination. Let's go down a different um rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> Last Good time morning. no, not
5: rabbit
0: hole at all. <laughs> I'm complete. Thanks, Harrison. Patricia. Good morning, you guys. Oh, what a lesson today! <clears throat> it seems to feel like um, uh, that acceptance of nothing is neutral. Feels like I'm getting electrocuted when I allow that this morning. So I've been very creative because the eternal self is controls my brain which i'm so pleased to to, uh, submit and so it was well then you need a lot of fabric softener here today honey something's going on so then in the continuing of following what this feels like to recognize that physical world has nothing neutral in it and your beautiful story so full of this eternal only neutrality for me that then is i am the fabric softener oozing out these words came when i looked out my window you guys and i almost hung up the phone but then spirit said fabric softener doesn't need to to do that you can still be here with everybody but i'm on the pacific coast of california and it is a morning here i'm uh, three hours earlier than most of you and i looked out a garden window avocado tree that's full of these huge things, miracles I've shared about this garden. Well, it's snowing. So I wrote the rabbit hole that eternity loves to send uh, this life I have down for you. This reality. The Pacific Coast snow is out my window. Silver ice Feathers fill the air. Silver ice feathers filling the air. Puffs of white, fluffy snow. Oh, my California girl, did you know? Puffy, white, fluffy snow. A garden receiving, your heart receiving. The mind receiving crystal kisses as she melts and coats every desire with silence. A garden, a heart, everyone receiving crystal kisses, leaves, branches, dead things, New things coated every dream with silence. California coast snow, rabbit hole, reporting, checking out. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Patricia. Uh, Thank you, Patricia.
5: That was great,
0: Patricia. Thank you. Thank you,
5: Patricia. <clears throat> I was
0: glad to hear you say no. I can stay and be here with you. <laughs> because it's also, you see, um, yeah. uh, there's pipes. I'm in a seven-acre wilderness. There, I, pipes freeze and they they explode. And there's urgencies. There's all of that non-neutral. But eternity tells me, and probably because I'm just too old to get fooled now. Maybe my ego's just gotten tired enough to say, hey, I'm going to let eternity boss me around too. You know that? I walked over slowly and turned a faucet on a slow drift. So hey, you can do that and still be on the call. Yeah. Hmm. But... Remember the lesson, nothing to fix? That's permanent, girl. And then the fabric softener just comes in. So the worlds are side by side, 24-7. But boy, if I drop eternity, you know, yeah, it's it's unbearable nowadays, it seems. So I do add both parts of it the presence that was in the reading today where this peace isn't somewhere you go isolate for. It's inside every step taken. It's inside the, the, the urgency of what's coming out that window that something that's going to break and because you didn't go run and do your job. Boy, it's it's not easy to uh, let those stories wait, but oh my, let them wait until eternity is what I sit in, which is what about this moment is perfect. Well, it got me, got me aware. I, I don't go. Well, I don't know what it did, but I'm babbling now. But I just want you to know, yes, it's all the enchilada. I think yeah. earlier I used to think that it was eliminating things. That when the light shined pure in me, then things all would be different. Well, they are, but they're exactly the same. As that they're just more, <laughs> more of everything. And that's a heavy load for a lot of people, so I've lot a mercy for all of our steps, you know. Okay, thank you. That's my rumble. Thank you, Patricia. No, I really thank enjoyed you, that. Yeah, and, and you point to um, how Holy Spirit helps me um, reinterpret everything not by disillusion or denial or dissociation but rather by understanding and um, i looked at a little poster this morning that said life is not happening to you life is responding to you life is not happening to you life is responding to you and To me that's what these five lessons are trying to teach me that what I see is a consequence of what I think and I'm not going to change what I see except that I change what I think the next time we do a review every lesson in the review will be preceded by my mind holds only thoughts I think with God and it's the Holy Spirit in my mind that helps me find those thoughts. And when I reinterpret, or better said, allow what I see to be reinterpreted in the light of the Holy Spirit, uh, another name for forgiveness and miracle, when I allow that to be my experience here and here and here. Here, with this, with that, with the other. Eventually, um, and it takes a long time. Or it did for me, anyway. Um, eventually, I I understand what it means at the beginning of this chapter when he says the Holy Spirit is the shared inspiration of the sonship. It's perfectly universal, and sharing it involves nothing but gain. It's entirely open, an unequivocal call to love, and I will reach a point at which sufficient quantitative changes produce real qualitative differences. This is how, this is how, step by step by step, I release my idea, receive a correction, and as a consequence of that correction I will I'm going to say it just like he says it is in my power to change every mind along with mine for mine is the power of God I would look upon the witnesses I would look upon the witnesses that show me the thinking of the world have been changed I don't do that I change my mind, and when I change my mind, what I see is consequently changed. This is how the real world comes to my awareness, by releasing my idea, receiving a correction and understanding, and as a consequence of that, over and over and over, my perceptions are released. I wrote it at the top of this page um, a little subtitle for this section. I called it Road Test. <laughs> um, because every time, every time I practice it, like he says, I don't like this idea. I've lost my peace. I thought I wanted it, but I don't. I'd rather have a correction. And when I receive that correction, what happens is that I realize this situation, and I'm so grateful, friend, that you always bring this in in this review, this situation can be embraced by my mind, because when I share peace with it, peace is returned to me. Quantitatively, my mind is healed, and as a consequence of my mind's healing, I will be able to experience sharing the love of God this section step by step by step paragraph by paragraph by paragraph perfectly illustrates what he means when he says in Miracle Principle 75 By actually it's Miracle Principle 47 it's in paragraph 75 of chapter 1 miracle mindedness means miracle readiness and when he first brought this up in the Principles of Miracles, he began it with this line. As you share my inability to tolerate lack of love in yourself and others. Remember that? As you share my inability to tolerate lack of love in yourself or others, I will be able to move. My mind will be able to move toward miracle mindedness which simply means miracle readiness readiness means that you should uh, not here and here and here but always always keep your perceptions straight without the Holy Spirit I can't do that I'll turn on the news and I'll see something uh, said about woke as An instrument of accusation and instantly my mind will be out of peace you know it doesn't take very much at all Um, and that's why I have to step by step by step turn this idea over to a correction in my perception that puts me in my right mind and when I'm in my right mind I will know that I'm ready to listen willing to learn and able to do and that my friends is how i learn to share my inability to tolerate lack of love love is always there and love is my natural response but because of my errant thoughts my errant judgments my errant um willingness to throw my peace away in favor of judgment or my own idea (laughs) I need to constantly be willing to receive a correction quantitatively quantitatively I experience a qualitative shift and then I know what he means you're right I can't tolerate a lack of love in myself I can't tolerate that because it's a throwing away of my peace and I would like I would like very much, I would like very much to see the witnesses that show me the thinking of the world has been changed. I would look upon the real world and let it teach me that my will and the will of my Father are one. I have to take these steps, and it turns out the more I take these steps, the more I discover what love is. What joy is? What peace is? And I didn't know that that's what I wanted more than anything. He teaches me what I wanted more than anything—more than anything—is to know the love of God and share it. That's that's joy. He has to teach me through the specifics in order that I realize that mind is naturally abstract and the joy of that abstraction is in sharing it so um, I love this section I love this guide to salvation I love the way it forms the basis for the guide for miracles so that I can look upon these witnesses and realize I can't tolerate a lack of love. I'm complete. Thank you so much, Lori. Beautiful. Thank you.
6: Thank you, Lori. Thank you, Thank Laurie. you, guys. Thank you, dear one.
3: Bye. This is Ida. I just wanted to say hi, because I just got on the call. Thank you.
0: Hi, Ida. Ida. And I'm glad you're you're here. Glad you're here. Me too. Thank you. The light of the world. In Chapter 8, the journey back in the light of the world, he says, I am come as a light into a world that does deny itself everything. It does this simply by dissociating itself from everything it is therefore an illusion of isolation maintained by fear of the same loneliness which is its illusion I've told you I'm with you always even to the end of the world that's why I am the light of the world and if I am with you in the loneliness of the world the loneliness is gone you cannot maintain the illusion of loneliness if you are not alone my purpose then is to overcome the world My light must dispel it because of what it is light shines away the darkness and my light goes with you everywhere and you shine it away with me the light becomes ours you cannot abide in darkness any more than darkness can abide wherever you go the remembrance of me is the remembrance of yourself and of him who sent me to you isn't that beautiful My mission was simply to unite the will of the sonship with the will of the father by being aware of the father's will myself. This is the awareness I came to give you. Your problem in accepting it is the problem of the world. Dispelling it is salvation. And in this sense, I am the salvation of the world. He ends this section. by saying the ego's way is not mine, but it is also not yours. The Holy Spirit has one direction for all minds, and the one he taught me is yours. Let us not lose sight of his direction through illusions. Never accord the ego with the power to interfere with the journey, because it has none. And the journey is the way to what is true. Leave all deception behind and reach beyond all attempts of the ego to hold you back. I go before you because I am beyond the ego. Therefore, reach for my hand because you want, you want to transcend the ego. My will will never be wanting and if you want to share it, you will. I give it willingly and gladly because I need you. I need you as much as you need me. salvation amen thank you everyone beautiful beautiful shares today really enjoyed this call and uh, I hope it translates into your experience all day long Uh, and I look forward to that so thank you